Good morning, everyone. This is Sonia Green from SoniaGreenCoaching.com and welcome to the Coaches Cup. This morning, I have a very special guest with me, Master Coach Carrie Marshall. And Carrie and I know each other from the Life Coach School. She was actually one of our mentors when Judith and I went through the Life Coach School. She is now a Master Coach and she helps people reach their amazing goals those big goals that, that we all reach for at times and has a lot of fun doing it. I think, right, Carrie? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's really fun myself to hit big goals, but being able to help other people has just taken it to the next level because I'm always blown away by the possibilities in this world that we really can create for ourselves. And so it's really fun to be able to help people see what's possible in their life and then go out and achieve it. Yes. Yeah. I think that's my favorite thing about coaching is seeing people come in and they think maybe I can do this thing. And then at the end of the cycle, you know, they're actually doing it. Well, so and, when they, and when they hit that, it's like, it opens up all of the doors, right? They think yeah. that it's this small thing or, you know, for them, they're like, oh, if I could do this. And for me going through this process with so many clients, I'm like, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And it really yeah. does create this open possibility for what's what, what they can do in their life. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what you're going to talk with us about today. Well, today, as I was thinking about coming on this podcast, I really wanted to talk about how we can get to know ourselves again, because what I see is that people kind of almost go into a trance as we go through life, yes. doing the day-to-day -day processes, right? We get so busy with work and family and all of the things that are required of us that occasionally what happens is that we feel disconnected from ourselves. And I watch this happen, especially with women. Um, you know, when we're mothers, sometimes I'll have new moms come and say, I don't even know myself anymore, but I also see this transition happen in the later, um, ages of retirement, empty nest or that type of transition where, we kind of almost wake up and we're like, where am I? And who am I? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been dealing with some of those things just in the last few months, as I'm looking at this last semester, there've been a few times where I've hit things in my life that I didn't even know was a problem. And I'm hitting them because everything's changing. Mm -hmm. So watching that, watching me go through that, you know, uh, has been interesting in my experience. And one of my clients, it's really interesting. One of my clients, she had a life that she really loved and her husband retired and she came to coaching because she said, I wasn't prepared for the impact <laughs> that would make in my yeah. life. And so she said two different examples. She said, one day I was doing laundry and he came out from the bathroom and I forgot that he was retired, scared her to death, <laughs> but she said, but then I wasn't ready for him being so needy. So she'd have lunch with her girlfriends and he'd get ready. And she'd say, what are you doing? And he'd say, well, I'm coming to lunch. And she'd say, no, you're not. <laughs> and so she said, I need coaching to like, really think about who I want to be now with a partner that's home full time. And it was a different thing than what she, she expected. Mm-hmm. So you've got some tips to help us transition through these, these experiences. 
Absolutely. So tip number one is get to know yourself again by dating yourself. You know, when we talk about dating so much, we put a partner in there, but Mm -hmm. dating is all about getting to know someone and that includes yourself. And so the very first tip is date yourself. And when I say that, I mean, you need to spend some time alone, really thinking about your life and going out and doing activities to see if you still like doing them. Mm -hmm. It's really important because, you know, we start to do activities based on who are around. So our kids or our spouse or something like that. And sometimes we forget that there were absolutely um, hobbies that we love to do that maybe we have been disconnected from. And so date yourself, put it on the calendar and go out to lunch by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go to the movies to buy myself to learn. I don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> but that was some of the process of like, when I was, you know, kind of trying to figure out who I was after I had little kids, mm-hmm. I went and did horseback riding lessons. I went and did all of these different things and found some hobbies that I love that I'd never tried before and connected back to some of the things that I love that really made me feel like myself again. Yeah. What a gift to give yourself. And we feel so often, I think like we do need somebody else, Mm -hmm. but I have found sometimes when I hesitate to do something by myself, it's because there's something I don't want to confront. I don't want to think about. So I, I love having that alone time, but I do sometimes resist it. And I question why. Yeah. And I think that that's where the coaching comes in, right? Like you and I know that whenever there's something that we're resisting, there's thoughts behind that, that are, that are creating that resistance in us. And so, you know, when we think about being by ourselves or doing activities by ourselves, when we find the resistance coming up, it's like stopping and thinking to ourselves, like, what is it? Oh, I don't want to be seen as this way, or I don't know what I would do with my time. I had one woman come and tell me that she's like, I got in my car and I drove around for like 20 minutes. And then I went home because I just didn't know where to go. And that's where we're seeing that thoughts are creating that resistance or that block of actually getting to know ourselves again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely, I know that happens. I see that happening with women in my phase of life as they're becoming empty nesters, as like you said, you know, their husbands or their partners are retiring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So tip number two is really look at expectations that you have of yourself and that other people have of you. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the biggest ones that I see with women. Once again, is that we see expectations of who people think we are supposed to be at different stages of our life. And we want to be seen as a good wife or mother or all of these things. And so we start to do things that really don't feel good for us. So an example of this is one of my clients was uh, babysitting her grandkids Mm full-time. She really didn't like it. (laughs) it. It didn't fit for her lifestyle, but she wanted to, help out. And she didn't know how to talk about her own expectations, but then she was doing it for one child. And then another child was like, well, mom does this. So, and she had to finally say, I'm not doing it for anyone anymore, but she had to work through those expectations. And so when we talk about expectations, the one thing that we want to see is what, once again, do I want to do? And then what am I feeling like I need to, or have to do? Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's a there's two sets of expectations, right? There's the expectation that in that case that our children have, but there's also our own expectations and we feel like we have to put those away so often. Well, and that once again comes back to really looking at allowing other people to have thoughts and feelings about you that really, that's okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. for your kids to be disappointed. It's okay for, you know, somebody else to feel like that's not fair Mm -hmm. Uh, because really when you can show up, because what we want is we want people to show up and be lit up and excited to be there. Yeah. And so I, you know, one example from my own life is I don't love to help out in my kids' classrooms. It's not something that is for me, right? But what I really love to do is I love supporting their school and their classrooms through donations. Yes. And so when I can talk to the teacher about that and say, I'm not great in the classroom, but I'm really a great donation person. And please send me your list of everything that you need. Now I've created a great system that works for both of us. Mm-hmm. And, and I've done it in a, and I love doing that. It lights me up. It makes me excited. And I feel like I'm helping out my kids and the teacher, but a different way than what most people think is expected as a mom with kids in grade school. Yeah. And being open with that, there's no resentment because everybody is on the same level. We all know what's going on. Well, and the other thing is just really reminding yourself when you have expectations with family members, one of my favorite thoughts is like, they're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my parents are, I, you and I were talking about this, but my parents are right at that stage of my dad retiring soon. And um, when I had little kids, my mom did help me out, but as they've started to travel more and not be yeah. local anymore, you know, they're kind of at different houses. Um, it has really helped my, me and my sister get closer. So now we've created a system where we watch each other's kids. And my mom is like, so excited about it. She's yeah. like, it's so good for you two to figure this out, mm-hmm. but it also allows her to just be a grandparent that just gets to show up when she wants to, but that's what we want for all of you yes. <laughs> is we want you to intentionally create the life that, that best suits you knowing and having those thoughts that yes, it might be disappointing for a couple people, but what if it was actually the best experience for them to have you show up for yourself? Yeah. And I think that's when, when I'm working with women, that disappointment, the fear that they're going to disappoint somebody is always, you know, that's the big thing in front of them. Exactly. It is. And it's, and it's that belief that we are supposed to Mm -hmm. take care of everyone. And it's that belief that if we have disappointed someone, then that's directly um, our fault. Instead of really going back to what you and I have been trained in, which is disappointment is a feeling caused by a thought that someone else is having. So disappointment can never rest on your shoulders from somebody else. You can only take accountability for your own disappointment. Mm -hmm. And how freeing is that? It is amazing. So tip number three, and this is going to be the hardest tip. (laughs) It's okay to take time for yourself. Yes. Now, you know, it is so, I watch my own calendar. I watch my clients calendars, you know, we'll talk about 
taking time for yourself, scheduling it, doing everything. But this is the one place that most people are willing to drop in order to take care of other people. You know, never have we ever said to ourselves, like, you know what, I think that I will just miss work in order to, you know, take care of this thing. We'll always put our own time first and drop that off the calendar if Mm -hmm. something gets adjusted. And so this is where I see most women that will struggle is they'll talk about wanting this freedom and learning to get to know themselves, dating themselves, all of this. And then a couple months later, I'll come and they'll be like, I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. I'm burnt out. Yeah. And I say, how's that? How's that personal time coming? <laughs> and it's kind of silent on the, on the, uh-huh. you know, not what I had my, one of my clients yesterday say, what are you talking about? What is this free time that you keep saying? Yeah. <laughs> but it's because you have to remember when we talk about free time, it's very fascinating that language. Mm-hmm. All time is free. Yes. Every single hour that you have, you are absolutely deciding how to spend it. Mm -hmm. And so you get to have that choice of 24 hours of free time that then you need to take accountability for that. You're absolutely not showing up for yourself the way that you want to. And that would be the next thing is that showing up and having personal time does not mean bubble baths. It does not mean working out. Definitely. It absolutely means taking that ownership back and saying, how do I want to spend my personal time? So I love spending an hour right in the middle of the day reading. Yeah. Curled up with a blanket reading. And I have those thoughts of, I should be working out or I should be cleaning or, but when I can just allow that to be there, those are the days that I have the best days because I'm spending my time how I want to in a space that really makes sense. And so that tip number three is take the personal time, but watch those sneaky shoulds that even come in. It's funny because we, Judith and I were talking a couple of weeks ago and on, on the podcast, and we were talking about scheduling your time. And I always schedule personal time into my calendar, but when the emergencies come up, where do I draw from? It's that personal time. And so I really had to start thinking about how I wanted to deal with that. And so now I have, you know, those buffer points where I can schedule something in, but that's not interfering with the personal time. Absolutely. And, you know, the one, the one thought that really helps me with the personal time and not, not taking away from it, if it's really not an emergency is how would I show up if my favorite, favorite person, like a client was coming to read a book with me. (laughs) And so when I do that and I put that person on the couch with me, there's no way I'm not going to show up for that. Yeah. And so that's always helped me so that when my kids call or need something, I'm like, oh yeah, you can do that. You know, I can take that down to the school Mm -hmm. after my personal time. It's not going to be a problem for them to get it 20 minutes later than than what they need. So that's really, really helpful. That helps with that last step with expectations, because you're setting an expectation for everyone. This is my time and I'm not going to take that. You know, I'm not going to just fill it up with everyone else's needs. Exactly. Exactly. And that just kind of leads into tip number four, which is you should be having a lot of fun with your life. Amen. I think as women, a lot of the shoulds and have tos are not very fun and exciting. 
you know? And so I just want to kind of offer that as we kind of take back and think about who we really want to be, we get to kind of shed these, you know, things of like, I had, you know, one client say like, I'm always the parent that has to discipline. Like I'm never the fun parent. And I said, well, do you want to be fun? And she said, well, yeah, kind of, but I do, I have to do this part. And I said, yeah, you really don't have to. Yeah. And so when she was able to see that fun is absolutely requirement. That's what I tell all of my clients is hobbies are requirement and fun is a requirement in your life. Now, fun is different for all of us, mm-hmm. but really think about that. You as a woman at this stage in your life, think about list all the things that you do for fun that just feel fun for you. And if there's only one or two things, I want to offer that that is a space to really spend some time in your life is creating fun that just lights you up is going to make you come back to yourself faster than anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I was, we were talking beforehand, that's one of the things I plan to do this summer, but it's also one of the things that I've taken time to do throughout you know, my career as well, because it's easy to put that off. Well, I'll, I'll figure out what's fun for me when I have this much time, when I have this much time and then we never have it. So Mm -hmm. making it a priority. I I love that. I think especially I mainly work with women. So I, I see them always shorting themselves and feeling those shoulds. Exactly. And it's when those shoulds come in that the fun likes to leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and thinking that it's, I can't be the disciplinarian and the fun parent. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm one, I can't be the other. That's just one example. But many times we think if I'm this, I can't also be this. And when and that, I was going to say that, I think that's one of the biggest parts of like learning coaching is that so many things can coexist together. Yes. Yes. And, you know, when we can really decide that as, you know, I can be this and this, it just Uh really helps us to be able to see that our life can be what we want to make it. And that's the best part about watching people going through the process of goals or coaching is that you really have an opportunity to open up to those possibilities and say, I've always wanted, I hear women say, I've always wanted to speak on stage, or I've always wanted to, you know, um, start this or that you absolutely can. Yeah. And and you're never, there's never a point where it's too late. Um, I had a 75 year old woman that wanted to start her YouTube channel and, and it was amazing to watch that process happen and to watch her just find so much joy doing a process that everyone else, you know, she was learning a YouTube channel with her 18 year old grandson. (laughs) And that was like so much fun, but that really bonded them together. And it was interesting. She came one day and said, my YouTube channel had more hits than his. And we were like, just so excited about it, but it was just so much fun (laughs) for her to be able to say that at about 65, she said, I kind of tapped out. I started to say like, I'll, I can't or this or that. And she said, it took me 10 years of feeling old and feeling like I wasn't going to be able to have these opportunities. And now watching her start a YouTube channel that now has created this very full life because nothing's off the table anymore for her. Yeah. 
what an amazing gift. And, you know, she gets to continue sharing that with all of the other people in her audience who may have those same feelings. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, as, as we kind of think about those four tips and how to really start to come back to yourself and get to know yourself again, the main thing that I want to share is that we all have dreams and goals that sometimes we've set to the side for different reasons and that there's never a problem to pick that dream or goal up and think again about what it was and why you wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to a lot of women that said, when I was a little girl, I wanted to fill in the blank. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell women, pick that back up. What, what was it about that goal or dream when you were a little girl that, that got you excited? And if you can do that, then we can actually mold and create, maybe you do go after that same goal that you wanted as a little girl, but maybe it's a feeling or maybe it was an experience. And that's what we want you to really take on and start to create again is picking those goals up and saying, wow, I really did want to travel the world Mm -hmm. and I've been to Mexico. Okay. So now how am I going to get to Paris or how am I going to create that experience for myself? That is the opportunity that we're talking about when we're talking about getting to know yourself again, is coming back to life with those goals and dreams. Yeah. I, I think we, I see women going through life and the, the further they go, they start shutting doors and the beauty is helping them to see that they can not only open those doors, but life can be as multidimensional as we choose for it to be. And that's so exciting. Well, and it's exciting to really think about, like you said, opening your own doors. You know, we are the ones that are shutting them. Yes. And so go back to those doors and open them back up. Mm -hmm. There's never a time that you can't decide to do something different. Right. Even at 75. Even Even at 85, exactly, (laughs) exactly. And, you know, one of my favorite exercises to do is called everything is an option. And what you're going to do is take one area of your life. Maybe it's a job or a career and just say, okay, here's this job. Now look at when you think about that job, how much you say, well, I'm at the end of my career. I could never get a promotion, change jobs, do this. Okay. Well, now, instead of saying all the things you can't do, let's say everything is an option. You could pivot, you could stay, you could leave, you could do this. Everything is an option. And what that does for you is it helps to create a sense that you really are in control Mm -hmm. and that you really are choosing the life right now that you want. And that, like we talked about, it's never too late to pivot and do things differently if that's what you want. I love that. Such an empowering topic. It really is. And it's one of my favorite. And, you know, I've coached both men and women, and this is a process that isn't, isn't just for women, you know, um, it's for everyone. We all go through stages of life that have us feeling disconnected from ourselves. Mm -hmm. I watch men get into the nine to five grind and I see them, um, you know, um, I have one of my clients that's a man that, that, was disconnected from his emotions. So he was kind of living in this, like just drudgery because he couldn't experience, you know, love, like he wanted to, and all of these different things that we sometimes do. And so 
you know, for couples, sometimes if you're at that stage of, you know, empty nesters, maybe you have your high schooler leaving or something like that. This is a great opportunity to learn for both of you and kind of go through the process, figure out what both you and your spouse want and go from there. It's just such a fun opportunity. Yeah. And, and as a couple that can be even more exciting because you're figuring it out together and kind of throwing off the cultural expectations. Right. I think men sometimes do feel the cultural expectations, maybe certainly as much as women, but maybe even more. Absolutely. You know, and, and even just personally, it's been so empowering for my husband and I to just decide what business having two of us do our own businesses looks like, and then having family included in that. And it's not, it doesn't look like our neighbors, right? (laughs) You know, our lifestyle looks very different than a lot of people that we're surrounded by, but having that ownership for ourselves means everything because now we get to create a lifestyle that we love to live. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about comparing it to anybody else's. Nope. Because that's when the fun stripped away. Yes, exactly. A lot of fun to be yourself and do life your way Mm -hmm. and then watch what experiences come out and that you're able to have because you're willing to come back to yourself, figure out who you are, own it, and then go and create a life. That's so much fun. Yeah. That is amazing. Carrie. Thank you so much. So welcome. So great to be here with you. Yeah. If, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they find you? Well, the best place to find me is on Instagram at drive your thoughts coaching, but you can also find me at driveyourthoughts.com and at my podcast, drive your thoughts podcast. Awesome. All right. And if you're looking for coaching from me, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com or on Instagram at Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A underscore green coaching. All right. Thanks again, Carrie. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. We'll see you next week, folks.